0: It's
1: hard for a good man to be a king. Yes, yes, yes. I have to say yes with an A and three S's because simply saying yes is not enough. I am so excited about this new Black Panther film. And we are geeking out about this and how schools are making artifacts from the film on the podcast today. Welcome, listeners, to the Ed Surge Air podcast. I'm your co-host, Jenny Abamo, and it's Black History Month, y'all. As you all might know, I'm excited about seeing the new Black Panther film, But I'm more excited about how educators are jumping on this opportunity to teach students about empowerment, culture, and even STEM. Yes! Our podcast guest today is Nisha McRae, the founder of a nonprofit called Bajika, which means ideas in Kimbundu, a language popularly spoken in the northern region of Angola. She'll be talking with us about her new YouTube series where she's tapping makers to teach students how to use software and 3D printers to design and engineer artifacts from the Black Panther film. Nisha, welcome to the Ed Surge On Air podcast.
0: Thank you so much, Jenny. I'm so happy to be here and talk about my favorite topic, making in the Black Panther film.
1: <laughs> so, before we get started, I want you to briefly explain a bit about your organization and what you, why did you take on this project and what does it entail?
0: Um, sure. So, Bajika is a nonprofit organization. We focus on helping kids turn that idea that's in their head into reality, whether that's through Traditional product design and development through learning rapid prototyping techniques of what's in your house and what can I do with it in order to make something that looks like or works like a product I have in mind. We help kids do that. And the reason why we got really excited about this project was I've been a comic book fan, secretly a comic book fan for a very long time. And the trailer dropped late last year, around October. And me and my colleagues were watching this trailer and realized wait. This film is going to happen. This film is really going to happen. They're actually taking the Wakanda that we grew up as a fantasy land, where all these engineers and scientists take advantage of this elusive material called vibranium and create the most technologically advanced ships and weapons and just society. This is going to happen in the Marvel Universe. We need to figure out how to be involved. So because we teach kids product design and development, we kind of racked our brains around the Christmas holidays. What items do we see in the trailer that we can help kids recreate using things in their house or digital fabrication tools such as 3D printers and laser cutters? I say the universe worked in a very weird way because during this time that I was just kind of joking about this with my friends and we thought we'd just do this as like a little side project, I happened to visit Autodesk headquarters um, just to visit a friend. And when I was there, I just told the friend about this idea. She was like, oh my God, we have to pitch this to my boss. And I was like, um, okay, that's a little weird. And if you don't know, Autodesk makes a lot of the software that engineers, designers, and innovators use to create these kind of objects. They create Tinkercad, which makes 3D objects for your 3D printer, et cetera. So it was a whirlwind universe played out very well that My friend's boss is like, you know what? This is a great idea. If we could do this in January and have it out in time for the film, let's do it. And here we are. We actually got together and did it.
1: So what group of students are you kind of um, uh, focusing on with this uh, project?
0: So our focus is going to be late elementary to middle school students. I also like to say that just because we're looking at kids in that age bracket doesn't mean anyone can't or cannot do this. We want to make sure that those who are really interested in the project, we start from bare bones and show them the pathway to get up to where they're able to create these artifacts. But my passion is in that age range because they're the most excited. And also it's the age range that women of color, as well as little kids, are kind of discouraged from being in STEM. And so we wanted to make sure that right when they're turning away from STEM, they're like, let's keep you hooked. Let's make sure you still have an interest in this for a couple more years.
1: Nice. So before we go to our next question, I'm going to play a little clip from a video where you recreate one of the characters, uh, Queen Ramona's crown, using 3D design software that you mentioned earlier, Tinkercad. So let me
0: go.
1: <laughs> well, to get started, we're going to be using a CAD software. Our software of choice, Tinkercad. If
0: you look at Queen Ramona's crown, it's made with three basic shapes. One, a half sphere. The other, a tube and a comb. So we're going to find those objects in Sinkercad and assemble it.
1: So you guys are creating all sorts of things, jewelries, dress, artifacts from the film. What is the value of getting students to recreate these things? What are you hoping that students will learn in the process?
0: For me personally, I think a lot of students don't understand that product design development is is almost in everything that you do. And that is the key concept of STEM. Finding a problem, developing a solution for that, and it doesn't have to be in the laboratory. So for example, with Queen Ramonda's Crown, most kids don't know the actual crown from the film was 3D printed using CAD or computer-aided design software. They just thought it was like a very talented sculptor or an artist, but they never piece together that artist still has to use STEM concepts. So what I want to show is that all the things you see in the film that captivate you, that may not be traditional engineering, but what we think of when we think of engineering or STEM, actually contains core concepts from that. And I hope it makes kids realize, and adults, that STEM isn't some scary word that you have to have a certain level of knowledge or resource or skills to adopt into whatever you're passionate about, that seeing me, seeing my colleague Erica, or our guests who are fellow makers, on this YouTube series realizing that we're showing you that stems in everything. And here's how you can have it in your life as well.
1: Wow. So that's really fascinating. What are some of the other things that you created? I was just kind of going online and saw uh, a spear that one of the other, um, makers that you had on created from the film. What are some other things that you, uh, that stood out to you? What was your favorite thing to recreate?
0: Oh, so I think the story you're talking about is Eric Killmonger's Spear, that um, we had Daryl from the Broken Nerd retreat for us. We also have Okoye, who's probably like the proudest member of the Dormalogy. We retreated her spear, as well as Nakia, who's played by Lupita in the movie. We retreated her ring blades. I would say all those projects I absolutely love, but my passion one is Nakia's ring blades, because I'm one of those people that I like two-handed weapons. So the Ringblades were my favorite by far and one that I wanted to recreate since I was little. So I was really excited about that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's exciting. That's so, uh, and you were also a secret comic book fan. You kind of said, why secret?
0: So apparently there's a paradox with being too pretty as well as nerdy. Anytime I would describe myself as like a nerd, um, I would have family and friends go, you're not a nerd, you're just smart. And I'm going, why can't I be both? And then they're like, well, you're too pretty to be a nerd. But back when I was younger, being a nerd was like, you were socially awkward or you looked a certain way or what have you. And so I was in that weird box that I couldn't say like, oh my God, did you guys like hear about this new release? I had to pretend I didn't know things for a while. Now I'm old enough that I don't care. So not so secret anymore.
1: <laughs> Fascinating. Now, um, this, this film uh, comes out this month, which is also Black History Month. And it being released at this time coalesces around this theme of Black empowerment and cultural awareness. And these are subjects as the main actor of the film, Chadwick Boseman, who plays T'Challa or Black Panther, is very passionate about. Um, I'm going to play a clip from an interview that he did with CNET. And it, it's really interesting to me because he talks about why he chose not to use a European accent. And then I'll go into my next question. Mm-hmm
0: then that would mean there's no way in the world he would speak with a European accent. If I did that, I would be conveying a white supremacist idea of what being educated is. And if he's the ruler of a nation, there's certain moments when he has to speak to his people, he has to galvanize to his people, and there's no way I could speak to my people who have never been conquered by Europeans with a European voice.
1: Now, he says the reason he used the African accent was to get away from a stereotype that says to be educated is to be Western or European. Now, I understand that stereotypes and nuances surrounding culture and education are complex. I've been told you talk like a white person. Or when I was (laughs) younger, I was teased for my accent because my parents are also Nigerian immigrants. And the pervasive thought is that for one to be educated, you should frankly saying, speak more white. But I do see a lot of people in the Black community and other communities pushing back on this narrative. What are your thoughts about these themes in the film around cultural awareness and education? And how does that translate into the way you're teaching students?
0: I'm going to say it's perfect that the film's coming out for Black History Month, because one of the things I had to explain to a couple of my colleagues who didn't understand why I was so passionate about, like, I put all my other work aside to work on this project, and they were like, okay, is it because the film's called Black Panther and Black History Month, and you're trying to help Black kids, and it's like, no. Black History Month, when I was a child, was always taught to me that it was for me to relive the of my people that I was always that person who all these bad things happened to and didn't have control over my destiny. The reason why I love the Black Panther comic series so much is one of the few escapes a kid could use or a kid could engage in that allowed for them to imagine a world in which people who looked like them, who shared their ancestry or what have you, actually were able to control their destiny, that they were smart, they were intelligent, they were capable of creating a society in which they built with their values. So I agree with Chadwick when he was talking about I specifically didn't use this particular accent because I didn't want it to show supremacy because our culture sometimes is not portrayed as showing we're capable or we can be on the same level or even better. And the fact that the kingdom of Wakanda that's pictured in the film is considered the most technologically advanced kingdom in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, was something that made me go, yes, we could even be beyond what we see in the world around us. And so thinking about it in that terms, I just feel like even if you're young or older, what have you, this movie's impact in terms of showing, in terms of that debate, showing that there is a possibility that we can rise above or we can do better and that we're capable of it is the powerful message I see. and. I'm not going to try to keep this that long, but this morning on Twitter, there's a hashtag that's trending right now. Why are you excited to see the Black Panther or what the Black Panther means to me? And I posted a tweet that the Black Panther film means to me is seeing women and girls who look like me, building the most technologically advanced weapons the world has ever seen, and being portrayed positively while doing it is what that film means to me as an engineer. And immediately, I had people sending me tweets like, oh, you're so stupid. You think this is the real world. Africa isn't that cool. Y'all ain't that capable of building stuff. Y'all can't make weapons. And I'm like, listen, I have an education. I built stuff. I can show you how to build stuff. And if you're coming at me like this on Twitter, I can imagine a little child who's just getting into this mm. or a little girl who's like, oh, I want to build stuff. And having someone tell you you're not capable." So mm-hmm. I agree. This is one of the few times that I'm like, yes, Chadwick, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, Those.
1: I mean, those are some <laughs> wonderful words and it's really interesting to see even the pushback that you're receiving as an engineer um, to, to what you're saying this film means to you and how people are almost purposely misinterpreting it. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. that uh, I'm curious, um, just kind of, Also thinking about the film, what are you looking forward to and what are you actually maybe even not looking forward to since you've actually read the comic books that will happen in the film?
0: Oh, gosh. So my favorite character is Princess Cherie in the comic books. Mm -hmm. Princess Cherie is kind of like very arrogant, very headstrong, which can be trained one or two ways. She's so smart. She's considered the most intelligent person in the world that her arrogance may be well founded. But in the comic book, she's not portrayed in a very good light until the very end when she realizes to be more humble and not just become a server of the kingdom of Wakanda, just because she's all that, but realizing it's about the people. So I hope in the movie, from the trailer, it looks like they've taken a lighter, younger approach on her. So she's smart, but she's humble. And she likes to make fun of her brother, T'Challa, or the Black Panther. So I like this take. I hope that's what happens in the film i just really excited to see Princess Sheree. The other thing I'm not excited about is Nakia in the comic books. She's portrayed as gun-ho with T'Challa, like ride or die, that's her, his homegirl. And then Erik Killmonger flips her towards his side. I hope that doesn't touch upon, I'm not spoiling anything, hopefully, but I hope that doesn't happen in the film. So those are my two greatest fears. But that's just more of a Black Panther comic book fan trying to see how the movie actually plays out.
1: Well, to uh, thank you so much for joining us for the podcast. I think you've given us a lot to think about, and I, I'm really looking forward to seeing um, your YouTube series and um, looking forward to n- learning what students actually get from that. So yeah, if you are able to share what students are getting from that project or the feedback that you get in any way, we will definitely add that to um, the article that we'll post about this podcast. So thank you so much for joining me.
0: Awesome. No worries. Thank you so much for having me.
1: This has been the Ed Surge On Air podcast. This episode was produced and edited by me, Jenya Bamu. And you can give us a grade on the quality of this podcast by rating us on iTunes or sending an email to us at feedback at edsurge.com. You can also subscribe to us on your iPhone podcast app, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back next week with more on the future of education.